welcome to the Gag Gaming Plus episode for today. I don't know why I said it like that, but um, today's episode is very special. Um, we are talking about CSRs. Uh, this is probably even just right going into it. This is this was a very anticipated game for us, um, and so um, we're, we're happy to talk about it extensively. Um, so my name is Alex. I'm Ben. And again, this is Gag Gaming uh, Plus podcast where you we just talk about whatever we want to talk about, um, whether that is video games, whether that is movies or anything, honestly, comic books, probably manga, I guess, just, just a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, but today is uh, Sea of Stars, um, which is a game that came out earlier this year. Um, it came out on August 29th. Uh, 2023 it came out on a bunch of different stuff it came out on uh computers so like windows um it came out on switch uh ps4 ps5 uh xbox one series xs it was also on um game pass it still is on game pass and then it's also on the playstation plus extra uh so like the middle tier um there um but yeah, we we have a good show for you today. Um, I don't know how long it's going to go, so just strap <laughs> in, and uh, we'll we'll be talking about um, already just yeah, just one of our favorite games of the year and possibly ever. Um, so yeah, let's let's get right into the basic plot here. So <laughs> basically, the the main plot of this game uh, is that there are two main characters. Um, we'll go off of first here. So uh, there is uh, Zale and Valir, and they are solstice warriors in training. Uh, solstice warriors are um, these special people, basically in this cult town, more or less. Oh, it's um, very cult of town. Like, yeah, of like wizards. Um, uh, solstice warriors are people who are born on a solstice. So whether that is the um like different sort of eclipses so winter solstice summer solstice um uh let's see uh solar eclipse lunar eclipse and depending on that uh zale and valir have different abilities like zales is more uh sun energy where valir's is more like lunar moon energy (laughs) and um the job of solstice warriors are if if you are if you are one at a certain time, you have to go and train and just never see your friends and family. <laughs> and oh, yeah. you have to make special clothing. And like that's part of it as well is just stitching your own uh, cloth, um, which is a rite of passage. Um, and uh, then you basically have to be ready to fight uh, dwellers, um, which are these evil beings essentially demons um who um who are just out to destroy the world and the the main thing who controls the dwellers is uh the flesh mancer um who is like the big bad of this game um so you along with other party members later um just go and have an adventure uh this game is very much 
a RPG at heart. It it, it is a um, honestly, it feels very much like a JRPG. I'm it, gonna be it, it honest. Kinda it kind of does. It, it, it feels aspects. like yeah. It, it feels like Mario RPG. It feels like Paper Mario. It feels like Chrono Trigger. Um, kind of has like Illusion of Gaia vibes. Um, great pixel art, great music, and everything like that. And um, it just um, just has a good vibe to it. Um, it just has a a great vibe. Um, that's basically the plot. Is just you going on your adventure, trying to see what's happening protect the world things happen we'll go into more depth as we go along uh because this is a spoiler cast um but i did want to just bring up the basic plot so if you are interested in the game um it's available in a lot of different places the game's not oh, yeah. that expensive either like isn't the game like 35 bucks yeah it, it's it's not expensive um right now it's only digital only so this is a digital only game Unless but, you go on Play Asia and get like the Japanese physical copy. Yeah. But they, they are saying that they are going to release a physical version at some point. <laughs> that um, along with merchandise, I saw they're, they're oh, going to yeah. release merch and I'd be so happy for this. Yeah. Um, I mean, before we, I want to go on a little tangent here, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. Before, you know, we get into like the nitty gritty of this, this was a, a game that just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, we, I had seen trailers for it and, you know, I feel like it came out, especially in game pass, people just downloaded it and like, Oh, this looks fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is completely blown up. Um, I, I think this was that, and I want to call it a hidden gem, but that's what it was. It was totally a hidden gem. It, It definitely was, um, like people who were in the know knew, um it it was a kickstarter initially as well so like there's a lot of kickstarter stuff in here and we'll talk about that as we um go along into this um but like you are forever in this game if you kickstarted it i I think that's Um, crazy too by the way yeah um but yeah no it, it definitely sold a ton immediately as well as well as downloads and um not to get in a depressing note a little bit they kind of changed their tune but um for a while there was that unity issue where they're like all right we're gonna start putting a thing on downloads and make it so you have to charge and pay us money um per download because this game was definitely the straw that broke broke the camel's back because it did so well just being on game pass and stuff. You can't really get money from something unless you specify download and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll, it, it, yeah, like you said, it, it's a, it's a hidden gem. It was a hidden gem for sure. Now it's out in the open. Uh, it should hopefully be getting DLC at some point as well. Like people are really liking it. Um, and let's just go right into this. Um, so, we were talking about earlier and how we have this kind of structured is that um, this is a spoiler cast. So again, if you do not want spoilers, um, we, we will eventually go into more spoilery things, but uh, we, we did want to give you a 
a rating first. Um, not really like a nine out of ten, that kind of thing. Just like what are what are our thoughts about it without being with by being spoiler free? Um, so I guess I'll throw that at you, Ben, first, because I've been talking too much. No, you're fine. I, I think on a rating scale, if we did like if get out of gaming had their own rating scale, it'd be like, you know, a buy, you know a buy or buy used or, you know, on clearance. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I would say this is a total buy. Um, when I got into this, I got, I started before Alex started playing it. And, um, but I was, we were talking about, it, I'm like, I, it's rare that I spend so much time in a game. And if you listen to the podcast, we're not going to count halo. Cause that's just like multiplayer. It's not, it's not story driven. <clears throat> the only other game I've spent this much time with was ghost of Tsushima and this game just took you know my time away and so even when like alex was streaming he'd be like oh look there ben just opened up you know cs stars and so i i would say this is a definite buy for anyone that's not played it yet um and when it becomes like a physical version i will be buying that as well i'm gonna buy a physical copy because i played mine on game pass so Mm -hmm. i will be supporting it um, excuse me, believe it or not, I am going to download it on my PlayStation five and I will probably play it, play it again. So what about you? What were your thoughts? So this game very much, as I already said, just pays homage as well as just makes things seem better and just play as if our memories were accurate um, for the most part. So like, you know, like how you think of a game from your childhood. Um, let, let's let say, I don't want to say a specific game, I guess, because I can't think of good examples. But like you think of a game from your childhood and you have those rose tinted glasses on and then you go back and you play it. It's still really good, but there's certain things that like, maybe dated and things like that that just don't feel quite right but it's still like a masterpiece um this game sea of stars especially for me beating chrono trigger for the first time earlier this year um which it pays like heavily inspired by chrono trigger for this game um it's it's what i expect the natural progression of these games to go um as far as like graphics sound design everything um i like this game better than chrono trigger oh wow um, i I've, I've said that i feel a lot but um i'm i'm pulling up a tweet right now from september 3rd from me um so i'm gonna read this here really quick this was early in the game so still no spoilers so my tweet uh quote I've only played Sea of Stars for about three hours now, but I know that this game is in my top games of all time list. I haven't had this much joy with a game since Celeste. Thank you, Sea of Stars game. Can't wait to play more. That was only three hours in, and I already decided that this game is great. Um, Yeah. I really fell in love with the story i fell in love with the characters but then also just that gameplay 
is so excellent and just plays very, very well that they're I didn't really have any issues. Um, yeah, there are things that you can turn on and off to make it um, easier, more accessible. Um, but I didn't really do that. Um, I did do it for like one boss, maybe because I just personally just got stuck and I was just like, I just need to get through this game. So I, like, I did it. I turned it back off. Um, but otherwise, like, yeah, this game in general has very good progression. Um, it's not really too difficult. And if you do find it difficult, there are plenty of ways to making your experience the best you can make it, um, which is great because this game is a game first, but obviously they have a story to tell. They want this story to be experienced by everyone. So why not make it accessible for everyone? And to kind of piggyback off that, that's what I liked. So if you are not used to this type of RPG, um, they they have the amulet system. And what's really nice about it is like, so for me, I kept getting frustrated because, you know, I'd leave a battle, I'd have to make food and just keep doing it over and over again. So there was one I turned on when I was playing because I really wanted to enjoy the story. And basically after every battle, uh, all of my HP and MP would be refilled. Um, <clears throat> that's the only one I used and it did make the game more fun because, you know, in, in these type of games, as you go further, the battles, the random battles start getting more and more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, but yeah, I thoroughly agree with you on all those aspects there. I feel like it's for the beginner for the RPG all the way up to the person that's like a really like hardcore RPG fan. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that... Um... Yeah, that, that's well put. Th this game is very good for almost everyone, uh, I would say. Um, this is a good first step into RPGs if you've never really played these sorts of RPGs before. Um, and then the amulet system do definitely does help because there are certain things and game mechanics and things, which I just realized I didn't put game mechanics in the outline. So we're going to talk about it now really quick. Um, so with, with game mechanics, it has the Super Mario RPG um, or Paper Mario um, timed hit mechanics. So you, you have that part where um, you do your attack and at a certain point of the animation, um, you can hit the button again and it will do like a bigger attack essentially or like an extra yeah. little thing to it. Um, Everything has this, whether that is your regular attacks or your um, your special attacks for your MP. Um, they have special ones. Um, there is also an amulet. So like, yeah, if you're not good at that, um, you can turn on this thing, which I did turn on eventually um, because enemies are giving me some trouble. Um, but you can you can turn on this thing to like where like little stars will appear and um, that will tell you like if you got it correctly essentially um it won't necessarily do it for you it'll just be like oh yeah you did do it correctly. um and then with that you can do extra attacks you can also guard essentially like there's like a reaction guard command but yeah yeah that was the thing i had trouble with with certain uh enemies in the very beginning and i got a little better with it was that every enemy attacks differently. So every enemy has a different timing to their, uh, how to guard to them. 
uh, or guard from them. So um, having those amulets and stuff definitely can help. And then you can also turn on an amulet, I believe, to just do the auto attacks for you. Like there is like, um, I don't know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So like you, you can't necessarily just like get auto attacks for free like there there is like oh okay you 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 get all your auto attacks sure but you deal like a little bit less damage or something like that i forget exactly what it is but there there is a caveat to it yeah Um, so it's not completely overpowered um you can still enjoy the game and it seems like all of these ways of playing it are as intended like they're there are so many different accessibility things that don't break the game, but you can still like play the game as a game, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what I liked about it so much besides some of the other elements was just right there. Like, you know, the mechanics of, of finding a new enemy and the, like learning the patterns. And um, mm-hmm. to me, learning patterns and learning like how enemies are and, you know, where they're at, especially that gives me nostalgic from NES because most of those games were just that, you know, yeah. every enemy had a different movement. So, you know, it kind of goes back to your, your point about, you know, this is like, Hey, we're, we're doing this, but it's a, it, it's kind of a caveat to the games of old, you know? And so yeah. I loved that of like, Oh, Hey, it's a brand new enemy. I have to learn what their moves are. And then also like what that pattern is. Yeah, which can be fairly difficult. I feel like yeah. bosses have better tells than regular. Um, and I think that's because you can you you experience the fights with the regular enemies so much is that you have enough time to just figure it out. Whereas with like a boss, like they're very telling of like, all right, this is the part when you should guard. This is the part when you should attack. Um, but uh yeah, no, um, to get back on track, I guess, um, for, for a rating, we'll, we'll go through our ratings again at the end, um, more detailed, but um, we don't, yeah, we don't really have a rating system, but I guess yeah. sure, bye. Um, like, this game is excellent. This game, so far, I really like, so at the, at the time, this is coming out, um, so at the time of recording so uh i've played spider-man 2 i platinum spider-man 2 um i have um played uh, i've beaten final fantasy 16 i have completed sea of stars um those are like the three big games for me this year so far uh mario wonders down the road for me personally um and then maybe mario rpg uh like a dragon uh the cure to you game uh there's there's other things that are coming out this year but sea of stars for me might be my game of the year um with 16 you you haven't even heard this yet with 16 coming up as my second maybe really spider-man was so great and i loved what it was um but 16 just had better highs for me um yeah so like with and then and then even with that like my my jam is final fantasy 6 my my jam is mother 3 uh i yeah. really love um 16 bits ish like rpgs jrpgs and so 
um my headphone keeps falling out so um <laughs> with uh with this it was already this game was already designed for me so it's already a no-brainer that this is probably going to be my game of the year um that's how high it is for me i still agree with my tweet from september 3rd that when i only played three hours of this this is going on my top 10 games of all time list for sure um is it in my top 10 probably is it going to beat um some other games that um that i talk about all the time yeah is it going above dot hack probably um so like this uh this game is just so great i really recommend people to play it um especially for the story if anything and um if you do that's awesome uh come back later and uh, listen to this episode but um uh if you don't care about spoilers you just really want to know about story or if you have beaten the game and you want to want to chill out um we're going to be talking about um, characters and stuff here. We're still honestly probably for these first three characters will probably still kind of be spoiler free, uh, spoiler light to a T uh, to, uh, to uh, a, a tad here, just because um, once we get more into the game, these characters are kind of, they're great, but I want to talk about the characters. Um, with context of story later. Um, so just we're going to give you for these first three characters, we're going to give you just like surface value. Um, what are they? Who are they? Um, do you, do you, are you okay with that? Yo, just so, just, oh, just yeah. so we don't like an alienate our audience for like a, no, a no. little bit longer. I, I think, I think looking at what we have here until we get into some of these other ones. Um, now, once we get into some of the other characters here, there are going to be some pretty big spoilers. So exactly. Um, so, but these yeah, first three, with are, our, yeah, our fourth character is definitely going to be more of a oh yeah spoiler. Yeah, um, but I still feel like going through and do this. I mean, it's a spoiler cast, so yeah, you know, let's go. I, you know, going through these these first three are going to be pretty much like if you were to look up the game, these you're going to get these names. Mm-hmm. So, but I may so. say something about one of them and I'm just going to probably totally do that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what I'm feeling. Okay. I'm feeling kind okay. of feisty. So we'll see. Okay. The, the last one, I want to talk about stuff a little bit later, just because of how it is. Um, story heavy stuff. But um, so let's go with Zale first. Um, Zale and Valir, I guess they're, they're kind of. They're the first two characters. We talked yeah. about them a little bit earlier. They're the Solstice Warriors. They're the Solstice Warriors in training um who did you play as so who did I, you choose? I played zale um okay that's who i did too and i wow. and we were talking about this earlier like just so you know there's no different in story or anything if you either of those characters uh yeah the, there is a location um that i found out after i beat the game um like basically like in a lack of better term there's like a hideaway that you can go into and you can find your opposite character sitting around and you can talk to them and you can switch who your main who your first main party character oh nice um because it's right beside like the compendium thing with the achievements and all that <clears throat> so like yeah you can definitely go there and change your character if you wish um i didn't know who to play as i honestly 
not didn't necessarily like flip a coin but i kind of just like chose at random because i knew that it didn't really matter um right. but yeah i kind of wish maybe i tried valir just to see if there's anything a little bit different um but uh since you did Zale, but that's that's totally fine. I mean, they're they're both they're honestly both blank slates. Um, right, right. They they aren't they're important, but they're not important. They are solstice warriors who just are put into the situation of helping out. Um, I'm gonna name drop someone for a little bit, like the headmaster, um, as well as uh, the other two uh, solstice warriors as well, um, to just try to protect the world from the flesh master, of uh, uh, flesh meister master. I forget. I forget what I said. Uh, what's his name? What's I'm his pretty, name. I can't. I'm pretty sure that he is the um, flesh meister. Mancer. Mancer. That's what it is. Flesh Mancer. I was like. Man, I was like heat miser, heat <laughs> what what's his name? Uh this isn't Rudolph. Um so yeah, you're just trying to protect the world from dwellers and uh the so yeah, your your main two characters their real only developments are plot based. Um they do they react almost exactly the same. And I think that's meant yep. on purpose because um, because you can switch between the two freely. There is no real difference. Um, they are the same character, more or less. It's just one has moon powers, one has sun powers. Yeah. And um, I guess, uh, yeah, it, it, so it's really built around the characters around them um, is how you get it. So it's similar to... Um, let's say like it's similar to like persona four right so like persona four or any sort of persona game for the most part um like you are a main character but you're also a blank slate initially it's really the friendships and um the social links that you make along the way that define your experience and define uh your story um and i feel like that's what this game is trying to do um which is kind of strange because like if their um their influence is like chrono trigger like chrono is a silent character kind of but like he also is like i don't know he he is more of a character i would say of zale and valir um but yeah they i want to talk about combat for a little bit for them um so yeah zale is or sorry uh sun powers so like he has a lot of cool like um sun blasts and he has this really cool super near the end oh where, yeah that's like, really sweet where he kind of just like takes the sun power and just like shoots a giant ray um and then valir has the one standing on that floating island gets the moon power and just starts like vaulting just different moon beams and then just this huge beam comes out um how how do you feel about our main characters as far as far as um how they controlled so like um zale is a swords person i forget his actual term um because they each like 
get like a, a class essentially yeah. um from uh uh from one of the characters but um like zale has a sword and uh valir has the like the lance essentially yeah um how'd you feel about that how'd you feel about each of the um how the characters played like again we said that they're essentially the same as far as like story goes and character development goes but um they do play a little bit differently and so you do have to kind of like think um who you use with who and um command uh combos and all of that um who'd you gravitate towards the most um as far as like using a lot like i know we chose we both chose zale as our main character but like you can switch people out oh yeah during a battle so like you don't have to have zale out all the time um did you use both of them together mostly or did you switch out other people without saying names necessarily right now but yeah. like um how, how'd you feel how, how did they feel for you so i i i did most of my battles were with both of them together and then that other character i would switch out you know as needed um unless someone dies and then you have to like switch yeah around yeah Yeah. but like i i liked the fact that you know they had their different powers and stuff and i felt like they as they you know leveled up they were still about the same level um as where other people when they level up you know attacks would be better defense would get better and you will go into more of like how that works later um Mm -hmm. but i did use both of them for, I would say, a good percentage of the battles together. Um, and once they start learning their supers or combos with others, you know, then you're like swapping back and forth with people, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was a <coughs> for, for me, I I love the fact of, you know, OK, so these, you know, especially when you you later on when you get other characters, it's nice to be able to switch out. But for a huge percentage, I used the both of them just because they were the most reliable. They were the most, um, they, their attacks worked generally on most things, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, most enemies. And so, especially for boss battles, I would say I would never go into a boss battle without both of them in my lineup. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, they had really good, um, combos together. Um, they had one in particular, um where they could heal like the whole team for a tiny bit yep. like um so i used that a lot which used like two combo meter um they had a really good attack where they um they could just do their regular attacks together and so that would help like knock down that meter on the boss or whoever you're fighting um but uh yeah, no, the, the, these characters, um, for, for who they are, for what they are, like, most characters in this game play very well. Um, there is one that I don't like playing as, um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, just, just for these characters in particular, um, I, I think that um, they're good starting characters to use. Right. Um, it definitely, it definitely, it, they're well-rounded characters, mm-hmm. uh, which is an important. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. So, 
Let me see here. So I want to kind of get into um, another character here briefly first. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pull something out here for a little bit, actually, and go off script. Even what I just talked to you here a second ago, um, just deciding I kind of want to bring in the headmaster here briefly before we talk about our third character. Oh, here. yeah. Um, so Headmaster Moraine um, is a character who, um, as you find out, suffered from the Fleshmancer's attack um, with the Dweller and um, all of the Solstice Warriors essentially died that day, um, except him. Like he was the one who came back and he was pronounced uh he just yeah he just became headmaster because he was the last one who survived yep um and so the other two uh solstice warriors who were in training at the time who are basically your counterparts um they uh uh brugraves um and erlina um they are essentially a mirror version of zaylon valir um, they both have the same types of like sun magic versus moon magic. Um, and so they saw what happened and they're also in the same predicament that you are of being lucky enough to be a solstice warrior and uh, having to um, having to just do this job, you know, yeah. with great power comes great responsibility too bad <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you gotta find stuff um and you, you can't just quit otherwise like the world dies this isn't like spider-man quitting um right. spider-man quits there are other heroes like i i know like you you hate to say that and like you can justify it one way or the other is like no but the world needs a spider-man new york needs a spider-man sure but New York has Avengers Tower there. There are people around. They're not always around, but there's enough people around to keep the world spinning. Yeah. With this particular place, you need Solstice Warriors. Otherwise, the world will become a world of ruin, um, like Final Fantasy VI or something. Spoilers of Final Fantasy VI. Like, it, it will... Um, yeah, it, it will just get really bad and yeah. be a dark place. Well, and I... Um, and yeah. like... The reason I, I really liked Headmaster because, you know, obviously this is a spoiler cast um, and we've already brought him up. So at, at certain points of the game, you could see his pain. You can there's flashbacks. You see a lot of this stuff happen. Um, and then at one point he is just like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like it, it definitely really hits hard. Um, cause we've talked about how Zayon Valir are just our seeing eyes. Um, the headmaster, uh, Moraine is really the first person, um, besides another who like you see and just, you feel for, you sympathize yeah. for, like you, you hear all the stuff that happened to him. He didn't want to be in this position. No. He was just fighting with his people because that's what's right. And that's what you're supposed to do. And he's like, all right, well, the world's screwed. Um, see ya i'm gonna go retire and just be depressed old man which is not something that you see in most rpgs like you don't like normally 
you know, in, in most of them, since he's a headmaster, he would be killed. And then it's like a revenge thing of like, I want to get revenge because they killed my headmaster and yeah. my master. But like, he literally was like, I'm just done. Yeah. He's like, peace it out. Was, it was crazy to see. I was very happy to see that it wasn't um, that sort of trope. Um, uh, that it was like, oh no, my headmaster, we must avenge him. We must do this. It was yeah. just like, it was just kind of like, a, oh, our master lost hope. Um, it, it was a different way of avenging him. It was a, our master lost hope, but we haven't because we're blank slates who can do anything. Um, I'm not trying to hurt Zale and Valir, but like, that's really what their character is. It's just, we are the Solstice Warriors and um, we can, we can do whatever we want. Plus it was, Um, it was a nice change because it wasn't like the cliche of like most, you know, RPGs, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or, or even uh, like, or even games in general. Like, how many games have you played where it, it's set up just like this, where this person's a chosen one, they are, you know, there, and then something happens with either a father figure or a, someone that trained them is killed, mm-hmm. and so now it's like I have to go get revenge. So this was a really nice change in story, and yeah, you know. W- w- I know we'll talk about dialogue later, but the the story's written so well. But the thing that cracked me up is like, and again, this is a spoiler, so I'm going to say it. Like when he decided, it, it was like, dude, peace out. I mean, it was very much like that right there. It was no yeah. huge <coughs> dialogue and he was gone. Yeah, he was very much uh, Hubert Farnsworth from, uh, from uh, Futurama being like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. And just kind of just goes in his own little secluded environment. It's just yeah. like I'm, I'm sad, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to my, go back to my room and sulk because yeah. like there's nothing, there's nothing else to do here. Um, yeah. So th- there's also another character here um, who we've kind of been avoiding due to like spoilers and stuff like that. Um, there, there is a ha- character. Um, who is um, known for being the best friend of the group. Um, This character really has amazing personality and um, is known for, like, he reminds me of Steven Universe, honestly. Like, he's, he's drawn like Steven. He acts like Steven. He uses, like, a shield. Like, he has to be designed by steven universe um but he's also really known for um being a good cook um and being just just having like really healthy food and um you know just making the other people feel good about themselves uh feel good with food feel good and just be healthy um but yeah like speaking of just healthy food and feeling good um in in my personal experience i I drink just a lot of soda. <laughs> I need to stop. Yeah. Um, and like, because of that, I just feel very fatigued and like, um, you know, you get that crash from too much, uh, caffeine or you just get those, like those jitters. Um, and so, uh, I've been, I've been using something called magic mind, um, which, uh, is just changing, the way I feel, um, I've been feeling great. Um, I don't have to rely on 
drinking soda honestly i've more or less just like cut it out um completely out of my like daily like early regiments of like waking up in the morning need something to drink um but yeah uh thanks to like magic mind um i've been having a a good time <laughs> for sure well it, it's funny because we both have been doing it and we were you know we're we're all skeptical it, it, it is the name of the game to be skeptical of everything and everything that's promised um by day number two i and this is like one drink in the morning i i'm a coffee drinker so i would have like two and a half cups in the morning right and then one in the afternoon then one late in the afternoon and then i would hit that crash and so you know when we started doing this by day two you know alex and i were talking and i was like man i've had like zero coffee today and anybody that knows with caffeine, if you just stop something like a regiment like that, it's not good. Um, what I liked about it was I, I loved the fact that it was all natural. It tasted pretty good. Um, and the way I felt, and I know these are like little things, but when I say like, I feel good, like I feel really, really good. And, you know, I would hit that wall. You know, with all the caffeine in my body, I would hit that wall. And I would also do energy drinks, which are really not healthy. Um, but, you know, it's crazy because, like, the things I would get were, like, I would I would, I would, would just have so much caffeine that, that I would get the jitters. My foot would be going. I don't have any of that with this product. So with Magic Mind, I don't have, I have none of that, which is crazy for us to be saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what it is. But it literally is what it says it's going to do. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of touched on it a bit. Like it has all natural. Um, there's no like sugar. It's nut free. It's vegan. It's keto. It's paleo friendly. Um, it's definitely something that um, we here at get at gaming uh, supports wholeheartedly. And um, uh, thanks to the, the magical people <laughs> over at magic. <laughs> Month, um uh, we have uh, a special offer for you um, at magicmind.com slash get at it. Um, that is M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O-M slash G-E-T-A-T-I-T. Uh, magicmind.com slash get at it. Um, you can get up to 56% off your first subscription um, for the next 10 days um, as well with using our code gaming20. Uh, so G-A-M-I-N-G-2-0. Um, you can also get up to 20% off of one-time purchase with that code GAMING20. Um, we definitely recommend it here. Um, we've been feeling great since we yeah. first tried it. Um, and we we definitely wouldn't support something that we don't believe in. So like, exactly. it, it feels great. Yeah. Um, but uh, if for some reason you don't like it, you know, that's totally okay because Magic Mind also has... 100% uh, money back guarantee, no questions asked. If you don't like it, um, they'll refund you. So you don't have to worry about that. But again, that is magicmind.com, M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D.com slash get at it with code gaming20, um, magicmind.com slash G-E-T-A-T-I-T. All right, and now back to the show. So... um. I really want to talk about our food man, our healthy man, 
uh, Garl. <laughs> um, Garl is a great character. And I don't know if I want to spoil stuff for him already. I mean, this is a spoiler cast. It is a spoiler cast, so maybe I will. You know what? Okay, so you know how we talked about how um, how things with uh, tropes and all of that, mm-hmm. how we don't really enjoy tropes here or there. Like, there are tropes that are really dumb. There are tropes that are interesting. This game tricked me too many times. It's the whole like um, fool me once, shame on me, fool me or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, fool me three times. Why I believe you. Um, <laughs> so this game, as we kind of alluded to earlier, um, there's a lot of different stuff that happens um, and due to certain parts of the story. um characters die essentially um so garl at the very beginning almost of this game uh when you go for the to the first dweller he gets possessed by the dweller because the other dweller um or the like basically one person in that area the spooky mansion um gets possessed they walk to the gate and then if they go to the gate um then they <laughs> they been they basically like die and i don't know sustain the dweller um and so garl became the next one and so um all of a sudden this mysterious character comes out and is like hey i know how to save him but we gotta do this weird thing and i was like man Garl had my equipment. Garl had my good amulet right. stuff. Um, he had, he was the guy who was like, I can see enemies uh, health and all of that. Um, and so him being gone and him getting hurt, I was like, great. They're killing off the best friend character. You're only like real, like touchstone to, I don't know, just normalcy. Uh, because like he's a kid who like lived in that village where that your cult headquarters is right and um <laughs> you all hung out to each with each other you had this like this little hideout and um eventually you have to go and be in the actual like magic school and so because of that you can't see your friend um for a while so you go with him and he's like hey we should go on an adventure just on our own. And you're like, okay, this is weird. And you're like younger. And so you go and you go through the cave and Garl. Um, this is the first time actually. The, so yeah, this game like fooled me four times. So he, you go into the cave. Garl gets attacked by a monster. I thought he was dead. Yeah. So did I, I, I thought he was dead immediately. Nope. He just lost his eye and he's still smiling as ever. And you, I thought he was dead um, until you see him late, like in like the present time, because it was like a past thing that you were seeing. And then he hangs out with you. He joins you on quest and venture. Um, and he then in this spooky town, he gets possessed and then he is dead again. And yeah. I was like, 
okay um i don't believe you this time but all right um this is weird but may- maybe it is true maybe he is dead but there is a way of bringing him back so i guess he's not dead all right they're they're not going to kill this character and <laughs> you do the stuff you fight the you fight the dweller we'll go more into that in a little bit you fight the dweller you do all that and then um you you basically you go through the game there there comes a part where you get your prophecies read and the prophecy for garl is very interesting it's basically like he has to ask for borrowed time and so i'm like oh great so they are killing him um and so you just keep going and eventually he um he dies and that's just not cool (laughs) um so he he's starting to die and he needs to ask for borrowed time and he remembers and um, says it and so he basically can survive he is going to die he is destined to die but he can survive as long as he has a will and a goal in mind. and his goal is to wake up the slumbering dragon to help them uh, get to um, the to fight the fleshmancer and like get to the sea of stars and all of that and just figure out like what all this is um go see like the big old angel people and um do all of that and so he is essentially like in this weird limbo space of where he's like fading like he is literally just like a ghost coming in and out and occasionally like he's in huge pain like just imagine like someone dying from something horrific like getting shot but having to withstand that pain through sheer force of will and just continue to do something important because you know that the greater good, you know, you, you have to do this because your life doesn't mean as much as saving the world. And so he does all that. And he, uh, then just dies. It was such a weird part because I'm like, you know, maybe if he does all this, they'll find a way, you know, or something will happen. Right. Um, no, man, he, yeah, it, 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 it's definitely a moment where you've already spent a good percentage of your time in this game. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, it's definitely like, it kind of hits you. Cause you're like, you know, with those other times, you're like, oh, it's good. You know, he came back. It's good, right? Yeah. But like this time, you're like, oh, no, man, he's dead, dead, you know? Um, yeah, he he definitely is the glue. And he like the the cheery person because he's a normal person. But he's also knowing that his friends need like they need some sort of happiness because yeah. otherwise like they're, they're too focused on their dreary job of like trying to save the world. So um, it, it's really nice to have Steven universe here um, be, be your guide and like help you out and like 
be generally interested in like, oh, there are pirates here. That's awesome. What's your name? Whoa, is that your ship? That's really cool. Let's go hang out. Let's go do this stuff. And it, it's really different from having your your two blank slate people. Um, you can live vicariously through Garl and like his wonder and seeing that character disappear and die and get and ride he, he does his job he he wakes up um the the dra- the sleeping dragon um which i forget what's his name uh so um i i haven't talked about this yet but this game is the second game made by sabotage studios um and the first game that they made was called the messenger. Yep. And it's like very much like a Ninja Gaiden love song, essentially. Um, and so it's very much like a, like an updated Ninja Gaiden that goes between eight bit and 16 bit. Um, the sea of stars is a prequel to the messenger. So there are a lot of things from it. Um, the dragon in particular um is a is a character and a nice character in the messenger so if you played the messenger got that far and then see the sleeping dragon you're like oh that looks kind of familiar and then when you do wake him up and you hear his name which i forget what his name and i'm gonna have to look it up here in a second um because i can't seem to find it but like um when when you wake him up and uh what's his name it's like some butler name um it is i I can't remember it either yeah i'll have to look up here in a second but basically like it's a very specific name um to where um you find out oh garl named him like that was like his final thing that he did and uh he named him and it's not uh, edgar is it no it's not it's like what's his name um wentworth wentworth is that's his what name. it is yep yeah it, it was originally like something else and he's like no you don't seem like that it was like some other like generic uh like butler name like uh like alfred or something yeah. like i i think it might have been something similar to that and he's like no you look more like a wentworth like you be wentworth and so he's like, all right, cool. I'm Wentworth. Um, where do you want to go? And Garl's starting to fade out. And he's like, you know, I just really want to go back to the island and go or go to like the tree um, where he like he makes his like honey and or his sap and all that stuff to like make really good food. And he basically just dies on that ride there. And it's like really impactful. It like surprised me and actually like yeah. legitimately made me sad um and then it's there's an homage to shining force or something like that um to where similar like a ninja gaiden something uh there's this whole scene cut scene like an actual like cut scene cut scene that happens and where they're burying garl everyone's reacting every and it's like in boxes so like if you're an audio listener like how you see us in boxes like this with our um with our video um 
uh here on youtube um you can you, you see like comic panels and like zooms in and you see people really upset like banging on the tree or banging on a wall and crying and the rain and all this other stuff very very moody um very depressing and dark and i guess that's like almost not a shot for shot remake but like it's it's very similar to like either shining force or um uh one of those uh like fantasy star something like maybe like fantasy star yeah. three but like it, it's supposed to be like that and it, it really is impactful because like the game doesn't really do that it has like real like it, it has animated cutscenes from time to time which are interesting to see um but like they they don't have the same impact as seeing like a 32 16 32 bit thing react so depressing um yeah, yeah how, how'd you feel about that scene in um, particular? It, it was definitely for me like it, it was a somber quiet moment um and so for me i was like man like this is this is really sad um <clears throat> because he was their like cheerleader he was like their person that no matter how bad or what they were dealing with he'd be like yeah we could do it um but at this point on you know they, they when they're upset and they took him back to the tree he wanted to be at they say, you know, like, we're going to finish this. We're going to finish this for girl, you know? And it's like that moment of, bam, I would compare it. And I'm not comparing it in, in, in so many ways, but it made me feel about um, Star Wars New Hope when you see Obi-Wan die and mm -hmm. you're like, <clears throat> you know, Luke is yelling and screaming and he's upset, but it's like that moment, like, listen, you know, um, but that whole scene on the dragon is very sad. Yeah. Um, but it really sets up that second part of the game because at that point you're, you're there, you know, you're very close to the end of the game at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you, you even go back at one point and visit the grave again before you go to the end of the game. Um, yeah yeah definitely um we'll talk about garl here in a little bit i want to talk about some other characters here as far as um story goes and all of that so we we touched on <clears throat> do i want to talk about sarai sarai i don't know um let's talk about bugraves and erlina um so we talked about them briefly they're the previous um they're the previous solstice warriors before you two, before Valir, before um, Zale. And they hate their job. Yeah. They absolutely despise it. They hate that they are in this. Whereas Zale and Valir are very much Ken. I, I'm not trying to insult the game, but like I understand like how it is, because I love this game. Um, they're very much blank slates. They're there for you to just experience the story. Um they're okay with pretty much everything except yeah. Garl dying. Um, and so with uh, Brugraves and uh, Erlina, uh, Erlina especially is like, it's not fair. Why do we have to do this? We should not do this. We should, we should find a way to not have to do this anymore and not have this responsibility and just live on our own and just be secluded uh similar to how moraine gives up later 
um this is the reason why moraine gives up um so during that big boss that you uh fight at the mansion after you save garl from his second death um so after you save him from that uh then you you fight the first dweller um dweller of sorrow i forget what it is um and it's over there and uh you you fight it and you're you're fighting it with the whole the whole group um right so garl can't be there because he's not a solstice warrior so he can't do damage you can only fight a a dweller on on an eclipse um and so you have to shine an eclipse on it as well as um fight it and cast a spell to where it hurts it um so garl finds a way to open the mansion and blow up the top um so then you can have um the full eclipse onto the enemy and uh you're fighting it so you're fighting it with uh moraine you get to control moraine for a little bit and you get to uh and you don't control but they're doing it on their own uh erlina and uh Burgraves. um they they're doing their own thing eventually when you're about to fight the and beat this thing you beat it um erlina is uh before like it finally like dies dies um they do something special to it um they don't like kill it kill it essentially and uh they perform uh eclipse magic onto i forget exactly what it is it's like either the heart of it or something and that's bad um yeah essentially they have been talking with other cult people cult people of the fleshmancer um the actual like bad guy bad guy and um they um are like hey this is our way out if we cooperate with the enemy then they 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 get the world and we get our own alternate world we can live somewhere um uh, Burgraves just wants to forget he doesn't want to um have this anymore he doesn't want to fight he doesn't want anything uh Erlina is a little bit different um Erlina doesn't want this responsibility but is still just a warrior at heart and so becomes uh the fleshmancer's like greatest warrior um and gets transformed into like a big old uh demon thing um that is uh one of the final bosses um so yeah that causes moraine to quit um and uh yeah so it's just a big heavy thing that happens um yeah, that that's one of those things where I was like, oh, this is like how you talked about how we've been talking about cliches and all that. Um, that was one where I was like, oh, this is different. Oh, the, the headmaster didn't die. These people just kind of just betrayed you and not to necessarily gain power. It's just like we don't we don't want to deal with this anymore. So we're going to just hang out and cooperate with the master villain. Yeah. And the villains, um, those lackeys are like, okay, cool. You did it. And you did this thing. So now, um, the fleshmancer can come here now. Now he is alive. Um, we, we can find him. We can, we can bring him here and make more 
dwellers and all of that um which causes yeah maureen to quit um so there there are a few other characters that i want to get so we did talk about um uh this is scattered this this whole episode is kind of scatterbrained but because we're trying to talk about characters more than story and when story um, meets a character then i feel like it's valid to talk about them um because this is a spoiler cast you should already know what we're talking about but we want to talk about like characters and their most impactful parts of their story um so there's this captain uh we've been saying cliche a lot uh there's this captain named captain cliche um so uh she is a uh your first pirate who you find and you you get on their really terrible ship which is essentially just you know like how um uh whenever you see pirates and like you're all like oh wow look at this ship isn't this awesome it's literally just like a raft oh yeah with like a with a stick in the middle with um with a sail like that's all essentially is um so that's your way of getting to your first destination and um you see the the captain um along with like the other people um so uh Yolande uh Valtrade and Kenathan which are just a crazy group of people I really love how in every inn they you can grab um uh like sheet music and you can give it to them and then they'll just play the soundtrack yeah that in, was really in cool the game. um because they have like their own band and um yeah in order to help uh so in, in order to help garl with his third death or <laughs> second death uh excuse me <laughs> um where he's uh possessed and like he's feeling bad um uh, from the from the first dweller um cliche um is basically like okay you um should go and um help me get this coin of coin the dead or something like this um so then i can use that to um get my ship essentially um and so you can use that coin of the dead to then um, help get like a like an antidote as well as, um, you know, cliche also just wants this for the ship. Um, cliche transforms into this other character named uh, uh, Sarai um, and is the character who I referenced earlier. I hate playing as Sarai. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of her. I felt like her attacks were not very good. Um, you have to use her a lot, though, at the yeah. very end. Like, you have to use, like, a lot of her poison moves. It's just hard to do, like, the like the moonerang thing <clears throat> with um, with Valir. Um, like, there's a lot of, like, hop, click, hop, click, hop, click. Like, you're just, like, doing it nonstop until you mess up. Um, Sarai's just another um, hero um, playable character who just use swords that's all that's yeah. all they use um and so they they help you on your journey and you you go through things and um they 
still um like cover themselves up and pretend to be two different people um because it's clearly like clap captain cliche is the name which is just like a cliche of this person trying to pretend that there's something someone else and trying to help you like it, it is it's a play on words but it's also just the truth like it, it is yeah. just kind of a cliche um and so much so like i forget what the trophy or the achievement's called but it's like um like the big reveal or something like that um where uh sarai is like all right but before we go i need to tell you something i'm actually captain cliche and valir and zale are like yeah we already knew we just wanted you yeah. to come out on your own time <laughs> and just tell us like we didn't want to yeah. um and that's some of that writing that's some of the writing in this of like how good the writing was um <clears throat> i think the only thing that really shocked me with her though uh so this is a spoiler cast is so she looked like a typical ninja so she wore like the face thing or whatever yeah when mask. that came off and she was like half like a cyborg yeah that's what threw me off um i was like wait what is happening right now like it, it was almost like that part of where did this story just go you know um, yeah yeah that definitely threw me for a loop and like that def similar to how we talked about how i talked about like a world of ruin and a world without like solstice warriors like that's that's where sarai comes from is just that the an alternate reality across the sea of stars which yeah. is this actual thing that like you as long as you know how to like travel it um you can use it to go to any alternate reality and so you can go to um uh sarai's world which is your world just all of the all the solstice warriors are dead yeah and so the fleshmancer one the fleshmancer actually lives in this one because the fleshmancer along with another character like they exist outside of these um universes essentially like they can travel between them however they see fit um um or at least they should be able to um and they were blocked away from our uh, from the main universe or main world until uh to um like erlina like cause the thing to happen and then now he can actually come through um but yeah no it was definitely like oh uh hey sarai you're you're a robot okay also this looks like the technodrome all right let's go <laughs> like this is yeah. very much um space and robots and post-apocalyptic like one one old is like very much like older and um, more fantasy and like um, just like fish people and um, like mole people, like just like these very like fantasy type characters that you would see um, in like, um, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings or something like that. Yeah, say. definitely. And, and then you go over to Sarai's world and it's, like blade runner or like worse than that like it's it's like terminator i would say um yep because some of the bosses in that level were awful like yeah legitimately like some of the harder bosses to me at least were in her uh world uh and so 
but yeah, I think, you know, again, this is that writing we were talking about of how good the writing is. Because uh, I didn't see that one coming. I'm just thinking, oh, she's well, she's a ninja and she's a pirate. And then when she yeah. pulled it off, I was like, okay, you got me. It's like the 12th yeah. time in the game that they got me. Yep, that's how I, exactly how I felt. Like somehow they get me every time. Um, I just didn't expect all these twists and turns in this game. And I was never upset with a twist or turn. Um, and the music even changes, like the battle music. Yep. Like, you know how it sounds like it's very like wind. I don't know, like wind instrument, but like it's very uh, fantasy for the battle music and boss music and stuff. And then when you go into Sarai's world, it's very techno. Like it's the same song, but it has like um, a different um, uh, instrument that they're using for it. Yeah, um, it's very industrial. Yes, definitely. Um, just a lot of cyborgs and androids and all that stuff there. Um, let's see. I want to. Before we go into the next character who I have on this list, I want to. I want to bring up Teeks briefly. So Teeks is just like a person who she's just obsessed with learning things and documenting things. And she has like this magic tome. I forget exactly what it's called. Um, but like if you touch it, it tells like the life story of like that person essentially. So like um, you find these artifacts that you can give to her and um, that makes a story appear um and a lot of those stories they're not mandatory but they really do help you um fill out the world as well as fill out um just the the backstory of some characters like yeah. it talks about um like the fleshmancer and his friend um it talks about like um eating uh this this certain thing um that can make you live forever but like every time you do it like you gain like more and more um basically like not scales i guess but it's like thorns oh, yeah. um and so like it just always hurts but you can basically live forever um which is how the fleshmancer is living and probably how he got his name um and then similar to that there's another person who kind of is our um our narrator in the beginning um the archivist so it's very much through like uh his point of view and he's going and just telling us the story of this game and a certain point happens to where he's like talking about like oh and this but it's trivial like um they can't do this they they won't win and then all of a sudden there's like a knock on the door and it's us. Like it's our characters who go into there and he decides to, to help us because we talked to like the elder mist who like gave us, um, gave us our prophecies. We talked to the other fish guy who gave us a prophecy, uh, helped with our prophecy. Um, and it convinced the archivist, um, to, um, to just help us more or less like he can't really help us help us um but he can kind of like help steer us in the right place it's like similar earlier when we talked about how they asked for like um borrow borrow some time um 
the archivist or Rashan is what his name is. Was like, I can't it, it's like the genie, you know, like right. from Aladdin, he's like, I, I can't do it unless you ask for it um, because I'm not allowed to interfere with mortals, essentially. Um, also, and so, also yeah. um, <clears throat> with him, when you get to that last boss battle, you cannot use him for the last boss battle. He will tell you, hey, I can't do this battle, you know? And so making sure you know that ahead of time is like kind of key. But like that was the, you know, the 15th time where they threw stuff off like, oh, by the way, I can't do this. Yeah. So he they give you a husk of him, though. Um, So he gives you like this doll where like he's not actually there, but you can use all of his attacks and, you know, equip things to him because you yeah. want a party member still. Um, But yeah, like he him. Physically, he he used to be friends with the Fleshmancer, um, and uh, now he um, he he's just like I can't interfere. I know that he's bad. I know that he's doing these things, and but I can't really do much. I can only really watch. I'm an archivist. I I can't meddle with the affairs of the story because the story's already um, yeah. And so that's why he can't really do things, but things happen. And that's main reason why he quits as well, um, because uh, they're fighting the 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 culty people. And uh, Sarai is like, screw this and grabs one of uh, uh, Rashan's um, like vials, like his attack things and throws it at the guys and then that just summons the Fleshmancer immediately. He's like, hey, come on. Why, why are you attacking? You're not supposed to be attacking. You're not supposed to be meddling with my stuff. Like, now I know that you're still alive. Um, so that's kind of the thing as well. He was kind of like hiding himself, but yeah, um, in plain sight. But um, he's like, whoa, hey, I know where you're at now. You're here. How's, how's it going? And they like they have this thing where like they freeze time and they're like hanging out in freeze time. On frozen time and they're just like hey why are you doing this how, how, how's how's life how how are you doing oh i'm fine and just having this conversation it's just really weird to see that they're still kind of friends but at the same time one's clearly better than like good and one's clearly evil right um it's just an interesting dynamic um i do like playing as rashan i like um using like those potions and um also he actually has i think he has like two um status status effects or whatever um or um elements i should say like if you do the charge thing and like put a element on him he gets like the purple i forget what that is um but if you throw one of his um potion time things and like time it just right to where like it hits everyone else then that's the poison so you yeah. get double right there so like there's interesting ways of like um doing fighting the enemies taking down uh their little hit boxes there and just um timing things right um but uh yeah how you how you feeling about rashawn uh, I, I at first I was like I don't really like him, but I think more I got him leveled up. Once you get him really good and leveled up, he's fantastic. And so, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> the ones I used the most, obviously, were the two main ones. Him, and there was one other person, and it's definitely not. It's definitely not the ninja, but like one other mm-hmm. person, and that's it. Okay. Well, um, I guess let's just talk about that one other person here really quick. Um, so there's a final person, our final um character, uh, named uh Bist, um, who is similar to Garl in a sense. Um, Garl's already passed away. Um, but exists in the the post-apocalyptic world um, where there's just like a bunch of these like souls just like free. Yep. And again, like if you have a will, you can use something called living glass, um, which um, Rashawn does like a surgery basically onto Bist and he becomes Kool-Aid man. So I kept calling him Kool-Aid man. Yeah, every he time does I was playing with him. And he can like transform into like anything um and as long as yeah as long as you have the will to live in the fight um then he can continue being in uh like existing because he wasn't able to leave that area because otherwise he would just like die um he was like in this weird like experimental area from the fleshmancer when he was just playing around with lives as if they're just like experiments and so he he has really cool powers. He's very much like a brawler. Um, he has really good um, combo powers where like he does like the ball bouncing stuff and oh, like, yeah. does like the pile driver. Um, but uh, he he has a really cool thing later that um, we'll talk about um, post credit stuff, um, post stuff here in a second. Um, but um, yeah, he, he he was definitely later in the game. Like once you, because I didn't have a Garl anymore. He was the he was the shield um, character for us. So like I, I would use him um, as well as um, as well as Rashan. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really use uh, uh, Sarai unless I absolutely had yeah. to. Because there are certain enemies near the end too, where it's like, all right, you need to do a lot of poison everyone okay i guess i'll switch to you for a little bit and i switch right back to one of those yeah. other two. well i feel like uh, um yeah you know this the those last character he literally looked like something i would see on ben 10 yeah yeah he definitely looked like some sort of alien thing yeah um and yeah it, and he, he's fun it definitely completed it and i wasn't expecting to get any more characters at this point right because mm-hmm. you're pretty far and when we when i got him i was like Okay, and I used him probably the most, you know, mm. especially with Garby and gone like he was my heavy hitter. Um, and so, you know, and and so like he was a really good one there. But, you know, this kind of shows you like all the loopholes that happen in this game where you get another character close to the end of the game, you know? Yeah. Um. So I want I want to talk about the ending here, like the first ending, I should say um so you when sarai threw that thing and the fleshmancer shows up he gives everyone their wish um he gives the the cult people one two three four five or whatever and they get power and it's led to believe i don't know if it's confirmed or not but there's like this hydra um that's in um the messenger 
um, who has like just like a bunch of heads. Um, it's led to believe like that is what those people became, um, became this monster. And then um, uh, Erlina became like the final boss, essentially. Um, and then um, uh, Brugraves, uh just want to forget. And we don't know what happened to him. Uh, as far as we know, we know that like they're wanting to do DLC. So maybe we we'll, we will see something later. Um, but as far as I know, I don't know what happened. No, when we'll know what happened to him. Um, so once you go and kind of just do all your stuff and get ready, there comes a certain point where it's like, all right, cool. Um, do you want to do anything before the final mission? Like, no. Okay. Just go to the Fleshmancer's castle and go and fight the Fleshmancer. Um, you'll go and fight Erlina, and you, you fight Erlina and do it and win. And then the game's just kind of done. Like, you, yeah. you, you fly up, and it's credits, and you are in, a, in, like, not Space Invaders, but, like, Arkanoid, maybe, something like that, um, where, like, it's a, it's an arcade, like, space shooter um where you're fighting like the the final like the i forget what it's called but it's like the the big bad essentially um it's like the big thing that happens every so many years um that like they can summon uh like the bad people can summon so you're, you're fighting that and it's just yeah you're shooting and then eventually like you get like a super meter and you can like shoot it and you do it you you win um it honestly felt pretty anticlimactic to me. Not going to lie. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's it. All right. Um, but then the game kind of hints at these, uh, these rocks and uh, you can do that here in a second. But um, for that first boss fight or that final boss fight for you, um, plus the credits thing, like how'd you, how'd you feel about that? that we've talked about this before in other podcasts that or before like not in the podcast but like just talking it did feel anticlimactic i mean and i'm going to use an example final fantasy 10 right the last when you fight sin for the last time and you know i guess this is a spoiler cast i should say spoilers again you find out sin is like actually titus's dad so um but that's not the only thing there's a whole bunch of other things that happen but that's what made that end story so good. It's like, you find this out, then you find this out, then you find this stuff. Uh, and so for me, it felt very, okay, so it's over. And now when we start talking about it, you can do other things. I did not go back and do You're other things. Out. And I, I, I just haven't had time to really go back and do it. Okay. So I'm uh, going to spoil it for you here because this is a spoiler cast. Yeah. And you need to know, you need to know what you're so yeah so you do all that and stuff and it's like oh there are these rocks here and you've seen these rocks before um you need to go over here and each rock uh symbolizes a person or a thing that you need so there are these rainbow conches that you can get um where you can use those to rebuild um your new like town on an island uh thanks to gerard the constructionist instead of gerard the completionist which is really cool to see him in there because I guess he's pretty good friends with the devs. So that's how he's in it. Um, but uh, you get that as well as just like other abilities or 
stuff from doing that um there's this thing for uh bist um where you can uh at the old like where you met the pirates there's this arena and you can go and fight and bist is like all right i want to find my purpose in life i really like challenges i really like fighting right and so you can go and um fight and so he always has to be there um but he'll be like all right i want you and you with me and so you go and you you like basically like do a tournament and you just fight a bunch of enemies and then you fight like the bronze title holder and then the silver title holder and like that kind of stuff and then you fight like this huge crab at the end that um turns small and then uh, he hangs out on your ship um and he's just like it's just there just hanging because you beat him um let's see um there there's quite a few other things here that you can that, that are required i forget exactly what it is um like there's there's certain like locations of uh final weapons and like final uh like side missions i did all of those as well and so once you do all these portal opens there and you go through that portal it brings you to the part where time was frozen and uh rashan and the fleshmancer are talking and garl's about to get shot and so what you do, you pull a final, or you pull a chrono trigger, and you replace Bist with Garl. And oh. Bist can survive anything with sheer willpower, and he transforms into Garl. And so he is, uh, he so like everything still plays out as as it should, since like you can't really like mess with the fabric of time and space. Um, so like you bury Garl, you're all upset about Garl, but it's actually been Bist this whole time. Um, and you grab Garl and you take him out and he's like, whoa, hey, what happened? And then he has knowledge from the afterlife and he can't really talk about it, but he knew he's like, I knew you guys could, could do this. And so you have Garl. And so, um, you have to go back to the tree and you, um, dig up Garl's grave and Bist is in there. And he's like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? And now you have Bist. And now you have a full party and you go and you, um, <coughs> you have, you have everyone. Um, so now I have Garl. He has a super move, which has every single element connected to him. And it's like oh, a wow. really, really huge <clears throat> super move here, um, which is really good to use. And, he because um you already beat the game and you kind of like it was um you you got the option or whatever to go do something before the final boss um so now um you're gonna go fight the fleshmancer as if it's your first time um because it's like a what if scenario i guess but it's actually like the true thing so you haven't fought the fleshmancer so you go up and you're gonna fight like Erlina, and then because Garl is there, he yells at the Flashmancer and changes what happens, and it's basically like, "What you're too cowardly to fight us yourself? Like we came all the way here, essentially." And so you fight the Flashmancer. Oh wow! And he like summons like these huge like flesh 
uh, tentacles or like dragon things um, that do a lot of damage. And basically you have to just keep attacking the Fleshmancer until um, he, until you do enough damage to him and then you go into that fight, like the, the space fight. And so you learn a new move in that space fight, which is dodge. So you hit like, uh b or circle or whatever to dodge underneath lasers so you're now you're actually like trying to dodge everything trying to attack and get all of those things down um and then if you die up there then you go back to your fight and then you have to just rinse and repeat just keep fighting until you um because essentially the fleshmancer like gets health back it seems um on his like main fight so like you you go and you, you fight them and then you do a lot of damage to them and then you get to go back up into that flying scene and just try to try to do more like that that health bar stays so like you are doing progress on it until eventually where um you just kind of win and yeah he he gives up and Rashan and him kind of just walk away together like Rashawn like pops up. He actually pops up and he's just like, Hey, it's over. They won. You promised you'd leave them alone. Let's go. And so they see, leave. And that's that's that. See now I'm 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 I, I just downloaded it on my PS5. And I instead of like going back and doing it all on because I played it on my computer for Game Pass, mm-hmm. I almost want to do it on my PS5. Yeah. Uh for trophies. So that's probably what I'll end up doing. And then I'll go back and do those things. So, you know, it's funny. You talk about the ending and you talk about this game in general and all the things we've already talked about. I wasn't hundred percent sure this was going to be like one of my game. If my game of the year there, and I have not played Spider-Man, but I like Spider-Man does not like, you know, there, um, I don't know, man, this is probably going to be my game of the year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you talk, we've talked about so many things like uh, the complexity of the story, the gotcha moments, which there's a lot. Yeah. Um, the replayability. So, I mean, I don't know why this wouldn't be like on everyone's list for game of the year, to be honest. Yeah. As long as they played it. Um, right. I do know I've seen people complain and like they are valid complaints here or there, but then some people are just like, being mean and so it's like okay whatever i'm getting ignored um there is a final thing that i don't want to spoil because even like in gerard's review he didn't spoil this either because like it's very i i've already told you about it kind of but like um yeah it's, it's very cool to see it's a cool easter egg to see um that you just don't really expect and so when you when when you beat the the game the first time you get a flimsy hammer and then for doing other things um certain things so whether um to like basically bring garl back um you you get more flimsy hammers and uh i think you also have to like play wheels which is another thing we didn't talk about which is like a a game within a game Um, and you you get enough flimsy hammers to open up a wall 
and uh, you get a really, really cool Easter egg. So I recommend everyone to complete this game because there's there's a lot to be seen here, especially if you played the messenger like um, you will love this Easter egg. It's so funny. It's so good. It's um, funny because so, I did I did yeah. play it, but I got stuck on a boss like mm. the third boss or the fourth boss. I got stuck on the DLC, so I need to go back to it yeah. and try to try to fight it. But um, yeah, this this game, as we've talked about for uh, over an hour and a half here, um, it's definitely worth it. We we think it's our game. Yeah, I mean, unless anything else comes out pretty soon, I'm just going to say it. And I think you'll say it, too. Um, I mean, you already kind of said it like I, I think this is Get Eye Gaming's official game of the year. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it definitely is. And I'm going to play Spider-Man, but I'm not like, I don't know. There's a couple games I'm going to play during our break. Um, I wrote a list, and this is what I have to stick to to get done. Um, I have yeah. Breath of the Wild on there because I've not played that yet. Mm-hmm. I have Spider-Man, and then... Um, 16. Yeah, I have 16 on there, which I own, um, but I haven't played it yet. And then I just wrote down like a bunch of the smaller games I own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really want to finish some of these games going into that next year because there is a lot of stuff coming out first year. And so I want to make yeah. sure that I, I got that uh, Mario RPGs on that list to finish this year. Um, mm-hmm. Mario Wonder, I want to play that. And so, um, but <clears throat> why I'm kind of like waiting for them, some of those, uh, I would honestly have to say this is going to be my game of the year. Which is crazy because Advanced Wars 1 and 2, I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, nostalgia all the way, but you know what? I played like four or five hours of it, and it didn't grasp me like Sea of Stars. Like, Sea of yeah. Stars is that game where I'm at work, and I'm like, oh my god, when can I play Sea of Stars again? Like, you know, what's happening next? Or you stop at a key yeah. point because you're like, hey, it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I yeah. work tomorrow. Um <clears throat> And I haven't had a game do that in a while. Ghost was the last game of dead to me. Like, yeah, honestly. So, yeah, so I, I, I would say I, I said this in my tweet earlier that we, um, more or less, but I would say um, Celeste is to platformers as CS stars is to RPGs. Like they're both very much indie darlings who are just the culmination of the best parts of those genres and just does wonders. I love Celeste. It has a great story. Even like you like Celeste is there for the gameplay, but it's also there for the story. And if you want to listen to the story, cool, it's great. I love it. Um, but it's really great gameplay. Whereas sea of stars, same thing. It's a really great RPG um, has really great RPG mechanics, has interesting RPG mechanics um it and it also has a great story as well so like it's crazy to me for me to see two games now from like indie developers who surpassed like their genre right (laughs) um like celeste is like mario and celeste are kind of apples and oranges but i would say like celeste is like a more refined meat boy um whereas like super mean boy whereas like um yeah sea of stars tries to do things like um 
Chrono Trigger and clearly succeeds and for me does even better than Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely gets the thumbs up from us. Um, we've talked a lot about this, but I, I want to end this episode here really quick with a, um, a short sentence, I guess. Um, so I want to know who your favorite character is from this game. And I want to know why in like two senses, like you, we've already talked so much about all these different characters and obviously everyone have every one of them has a place. Um, but I think I know who you're going to say, but I, at the same time, I'm, I'm curious and I'm, I'm sure the audience is curious too. Like, because this is such a story heavy game as well as a, um, a game game like who is your favorite character so why? i think it's gonna throw everyone off um it, it only because of their story but um i i'm really gonna go with you know rashan or slash yeah. the uh is it the archivist right archivist yeah. archivist and the reason is, is because you start the story and you just see someone sitting in a chair and you see their hand, it's all wrapped up. And then mid game, you see the door open and that's, he's telling the story as they're doing their adventure. So yeah. um, he was a really good one. And then he had some really weird moments of like, where he's like, I have to go think of something or I have to go do yeah. something. And he just left and he left you with that, the one. So I think he's like one of my favorite characters. I know everyone was thinking probably Gar. Um, I think Gar's too predictable for for me to pick of like that's my favorite character. So well, call me predictable because Garl is my favorite character. I could have called um, that. He's he's my he's my Steven Universe boy. I love Steven Universe. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, he's just so positive, even in death. He like just is very positive. The game made the game forced me to care about this character just because of how many times it fooled me with like, oh, he's dead. No, he's not. Yeah, he's dead. No, he's not. OK, he's dead for real. And then even at the end of the game, post credits and all that post game stuff. Oh, he's not dead. Awesome. Yep. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing this. Um, And even at the end end of all, there's an epilogue um, where like. So at the end of the game, similar to um, the first ending, um, the the Solstice Warrior, so um, Valir and um, well, Zael, uh, they have to go fly up and become balls of light and fight and protect the world. And so they disappear, essentially. So in the first one, uh, you just see Teak's um talking about them and because at the final before they fly away teeks um is like hey wait wait no you promised to give me your story it's like all right cool and then they put like their um their things that they sewed together at the very beginning on the book and then that writes their story since it's a magic book um and so teeks can uh essentially just tell everyone the story of the solstice warriors about how they saved the day and all of that um at the end of the post game and everything, if you save Garl, Garl's alive and kicking. 
and he's old man Garl. And the difference um, the before um, Teeks would be like, because um, Garl was dead, there's like, oh, the Solstice Warriors will always show up. Um, they, they're said to show up always on their friend's birthday to like visit the grave. And now they show up and they're older. Um, they, they show up now at their old hideout for Garl's birthday because he's like hey don't forget you should come visit me on my birthday because if you guys have to show up go away he like makes it a plot point where he's like hey you should come visit me every day every year on my birthday yeah. and so they go and visit like in that old town in their old little like kid hideaway and they just talk about like oh man yeah we used to um hang out here all the time and it's like kind of just like ends like that like it's very nice of like Oh, cool. Everyone's alive. Everyone's great. Everyone's doing their best. And um, I would love to see what Garl's doing next, like in a DLC um, and all of that. But yeah, no, I, I went too long. But yeah, Garl, Garl is great. Garl's my favorite. He's a good boy. Um, so yeah, again, our final review. You should buy this game. You should play this game. If you're already here and you still haven't played this game, and you've listened to this whole thing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Go play this yeah. game. Um, it our, our review again. Our spoiler cast was very built upon talking about each of the characters, and then the story was kind of secondary to go with the characters. So that's why it feels kind of scatterbrained. Um, but um, I promise you, the game's not like that. Um, so I recommend going to play the game again. It's on everything. It's fairly cheap. I'm sure it's going to go on sale. Oh yeah, like during like the winter sales or whatever, because um, it's doing so well. Like they could, they could definitely put on sale um, and still just make a ton of money. So, um, but yeah, thanks, um, thanks so much for being here. Um, thanks so much. Uh, earlier, um, I mean, we t- we talked about it earlier, but thanks so much to Magic Mind for uh, being a sponsor of this episode. And um, yeah, Ben, do you have anything else to say to lovely people? Uh, just to get at it. Get at it.